Welcome to the extraordinary world of transformation on the Scorpiology Podcast with your host, Akili Worthy. Every week, we'll get into the ancient comedic secrets of soul astrology and numerology. We will also delve into resolution therapy and other practical metaphysical techniques to help you create the life you desire. It's time to let the magic unfold. Here's Akili. Welcome to another episode of Scorpiology. This is the show where we like to delve deep into the mysteries of the universe and the human soul. I'm all about that comedic wisdom, and I'm your host, Akili Worthy. In today's episode, we're embarking on an exciting journey of self-discover as we explore the essence of your soul through your sun sign. So uh, get ready to uncover the cosmic blueprint that shapes your unique identity and purpose. Let's go a little deeper. Now, as you guys all know, astrology is an ancient comedic wisdom that has guided humanity for centuries. When we look for the oldest known zodiac, you will see it in the ancient pyramids, right? Okay, so things that were here thousands and thousands of years ago. And this information teaches us that the sun sign represents the core of our being or the essence of our soul. So whether you're a fiery Aries, a really nurturing Cancer, or a diplomatic Libra, each zodiac sign brings forth distinct traits, strengths, and challenges that influence our journey through life. Now, there might be some different things that you've heard when it comes to your sign. So when I'm breaking this down today, I'm not going to get into every single piece of the puzzle as it relates to a natal chart reading. We will be doing those things in individual episodes. But when you do hear signs talked about, occasionally you will hear the terms cardinal, fixed, and mutable. Okay, so each sign is considered to be either a cardinal sign, a fixed sign, or a mutable sign. And those three terms actually move in a cycle over the 12 signs. It goes cardinal, fixed, mutable, cardinal, fixed, mutable, right? So a cardinal sign is dynamic. It is all about the action, getting things started, putting it into play. It also coincides with the beginning of a season. Your fixed signs tend to be the ones that come after cardinal and they consolidate the energy that has been put out by that cardinal sign. So when you think about consolidation, think about merging, thinking about or think about making it uh, smaller. Okay, consolidation. And then you've got your mutable signs, which extend or communicate the energy. So again, there is this cycle of initiate, consolidate, and extend. All right, so those three just continue to move around the 12 zodiac signs. Now, when I do uh, a reading and I'm looking at your natal chart, one of the big things that I'm examining is called the big three. This is your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. 
Now, I'm also going to look at the other planets and their positions in conjunction with each other and the sun and the moon. But again, for today's episode, we're just going to be talking about what happens with the sun sign. So let's get a little bit more information there. The sun sign represents the essence of your soul. It's your core identity and the primary source of creative energy. It illuminates the path of self-discovery, reflecting on your innermost desires, aspirations, and innate strengths. Now, this luminary sign resonates like a beacon, guiding your life purpose and the expression of your unique talents. When we talk about esoteric astrology, and that's the one that I work with, soul astrology, we view the sun as the symbol of the higher self, that divine spark within everyone that seeks to manifest and grow throughout the soul's journey. Okay, so that is your sun sign. Now, the moon sign, also one of the big three, represents the soul's emotional nature and its karmic imprints from past lives. Again, when I talk about the comedic understanding of astrology, ancient Egyptians, ancient Africans did not believe that we live one time. Energy cannot be created. Energy cannot be destroyed. So you continue to have the opportunity to live. Okay. So with the moon sign, it holds the key to one's subconscious patterns, the instincts, and the emotional responses. The moon governs our inner world, our emotional landscape, and that ever-changing tide of feelings that influence our experiences. So as the sun represents our higher self, the moon represents our lower self, which needs nurturing and understanding to align with the soul's evolutionary path. Now, don't get me wrong. When you hear me say higher self and lower self, that doesn't mean good or bad. That doesn't mean one is better than the other. Duality always exists. There are different sides to each coin. All right. So understand that you as a soul have all kinds of different aspects. All right. So we looked at the sun. We talked a little bit about the moon. And finally, we will get into the rising sign, often referred to as the ascendant. Now, this particular sign signifies the lens through which our soul views the outer world and the initial impression it leaves on others. So the rising sign acts as a mask or a persona, shaping the first impressions and the way the world perceives us, right? So it's like what people see when they interact with us first. It also holds valuable information about our soul's early conditioning and the qualities we need to develop to fulfill our soul's purpose. Again, in esoteric astrology, the rising sign is seen as a significant factor in the soul's journey of transformation, guiding us to grow beyond the limitations of our personality and actually embrace the radiant light of our higher self. So with all of that being said, let's go ahead and get into the nitty gritty. So we're going to begin this cycle with Aries, of course. So all the Aries out there that are listening, 
I tell you, don't get excited. I know that Aries will tell me, you know, we start everything out. We're the first and the finest. I'm like, is that <laughs> is that really where we're going, Aries? Um, but I do love that because that just goes right along with their personalities. The Aries tends to be bold and adventurous, right? This is a cardinal sign. They're the pioneers of the zodiac, red, symbolized by the ram. They're natural born leaders and trailblazers. The exuberance of a teenager, but with a number of challenges that can come with the process of one trying to come into their own, just like a teenager, or the challenges that come with trying to deal with growing up and maturing. So they can be go-getters, they can be super assertive, also aggressive, but at times pouty, moody, self-centered, stubborn, and a bit inflexible in their thinking. One thing about an Aries is that they have a preference for getting things started. They are all about action and they're not comfortable with simply doing nothing. This really could be said about all of the cardinal signs, but really with Aries, they're all about a space of action. So do understand also that as the signs move through their cycles, they are connected by the energy of the one that preceded it. So now as we move out of all of that energy with Aries, we are going to move into the world of the sensual with Taurus. Taurus says, you know what, let's put all of our adolescent behaviors to the side and let's consolidate all of these energies. Uh, let's calm it down, right? So Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus. These earth signs find beauty in simplicity and stability. They have a love for the arts, their unyielding determination and how they navigate the dance of material and emotional security is extremely interesting. To Tauruses, everything is food. It's like, how are they experiencing things? How tasty is this? Was that disgusting? I don't really know. Do I love that? Maybe. So we used to actually believe that Taurus was the bull. And in fact, we see that today as how the sign is represented. Um, but when we look at the symbol or the glyph, right? It looks like a little head with um, a circle and horns, but that's actually a uterus with fallopian tubes. So the sign of Taurus answers the question, why were we born? Okay, the response that Taurus will give is for pleasure. The five senses provide an extraordinary way to experience the world. And Taurus has the most sensual intelligence amongst all of the signs. Now, as we get out of that space with Taurus, we've been in the enjoyment and the, you know, sensual nature. We move into the realm of the curious and communicative Gemini. No longer an adolescent, but they're ready to leave the space of that, again, sensuality and start extending the energy. Okay, so this is a mutable sign. They're represented by the twins. Geminis are masters of adaptation and they're quick thinkers. They are looking for a profound meaning and seem to be on a constant quest for knowledge and self-expression. They're all about the possibility of extending, right? Let's look at a way that we can see even more possibilities. So again, that Gemini energy is hard to quench. 
Now, as we come out of that space of Gemini, let's move into the nurturing and empathetic world of Cancer. Still very dynamic and cardinal, because again, this is a cardinal sign, so we're initiating something new. But Cancers are very introverted in nature. Symbolized by the crab, these water signs are deeply connected to their emotions and their intuition. They're going to pull inward. Okay, let's move away from all that Gemini extended energy and uh, let's instead create a sanctuary of love and compassion. And they start to really consider how they can embrace their vulnerability and utilize that as a strength. Cancer is coming with the question, what do we nourish? What do we reward and honor? So they're again initiating that new cycle of summer. And then we start the process of consolidation again, taking place with Leo. Now I said consolidating and Leo in the same sentence. Some people might hear that and think that that doesn't even make any sense, but we know good and well that that is the way that the Zodiac works. So Leos are passionate about self-expression and they have grand ideas, super grand ideas. They're all about moving forward, okay? They're natural born entertainers and leaders of the Zodiac. Now, because of their desire to live into their grand personas, right, they must certainly have a creative outlet for self-expression or they will create their own drama. Let me say that one more time, right? Because the Leo needs to have that creative energy utilized in their world. If they don't have an outlet for their self-expression, they will create melodrama in their lives. Boredom is not a safe space for a Leo. They need to shine brightly and inspire others while also understanding the importance of humility. You just gotta love a Leo learning how to be humble. All right, so after we move out of that space, we arrive at the analytical and practical world of Virgo, preparing and figuring out what will be needed for the next cycle. That is the world of Virgo. They are the believers that God is in the details. This is a sign ruled by Mercury. And sometimes it might not seem like it, but Virgos are actually deeply service oriented and they could be very adept at healing, okay? Their pursuit of perfection can turn into a bit of a racket though. We like to call it the Virgo racket. It's, you know, them never quite seeming to be ready for their next challenge. Like no matter how prepared a Virgo could be, right, for their next opportunity, they very well just, you know, could tell you, I just need a little bit more prep time because it's not quite perfect. And that's something that a Virgo could be saying when they're 90 years old, right? So one of the things that they want to be able to learn is to balance that self-critique with 
self-acceptance. Now, again, remember Virgos are here to extend the energy, okay? They're extending the energy of the sign before them. And they're the quality controllers. They are going to ask the question, how can we do this right? They're very aware of the fact that they can be critical. And you know what? They're okay with it. They, they understand the job and they took on the assignment. Their belief is that someone's got to do it. It's, uh, you know, may not be the most glamorous and exciting job in the world to QC what you're doing, but why shouldn't it be them, right? So you got to love that energy that they bring because again, they want things done correctly. And we need people to check what's going on, right? We need people to, to give us that energy. So thank you, Virgos. <laughs> Now, as we move out of that extending energy of Virgo, you guessed it. Now we start the process of initiating a new cycle. It's the new season of autumn. And now we go into the charming and diplomatic world of Libra. Represented by the scales, Libra is an air sign. They seek harmony and balance in all aspects of life. They have a strong desire for fairness and uh, connection, right? But that desire that they have is not small. It's expansive. Not only are we talking about connection amongst people, but they also like to draw connections out in potentially the environment or, you know, with animals, they can see all the places where the dots can be, you know, connected in the puzzle. Now, because they are master connectors, they automatically want to bring things into dynamic relationships. So your Libras can be those people that can, you know, come up with those ideas like, oh, you know, this because you're working on this, I think you would make a good partner with this person or, oh my goodness, you know what? I see that that invention is created this way, but it's just missing this component. And if we added that piece, that could make it that much better. Or, ah, you know, this person's personality works this way, but, you know, that would really make them a good possibility for this particular role or this type of business. They're about making things better and brighter, more dynamic. Okay. So again, they're bringing a lot of big energy as our cardinal signs do. But then once we move out of that bigger, uh, expansive energy in Libra, right, we now come to a space of contraction and consolidation. All of that social energy that was just brought forth by the scales now turns into mystery and transformation as we move into the world of Scorpio. We again pull very inward. So Scorpios are a more introspective sign and we are pulling inward, moving deeper into fall in this particular world. Now, Scorpios are water signs and they are the only one of the signs with three animal totems. We've got the scorpion, the falcon, some would say, or the eagle, and the third one is the phoenix. Now it's interesting that Scorpio has this because these three totem signs are actually kind of uh, something that shows the transformative journey 
of Scorpio. Scorpio is the sharpest and the shrewdest intelligence in the Zodiac. But with that intelligence during their lifetime, that transformational process, um, you know, looks like a couple of different things. Um, With that scorpion phase, it tends to be kind of... um, I don't want to say a younger, immature phase, but it's one that can um, really be trying to figure out the environment when it feels threatened and uh, insecure about things. It can sting. Right. But, you know, Scorpios also don't necessarily like to think that they've inflicted harm or pain on people and can thus become very much um, a self stinger at that point or um, someone who really looks internally to um, kind of punish themselves, if you will, for damage that they feel like they've created in the lives of other people. Um, from that space, the scorpion could evolve into the world of the falcon or the eagle, where they have a very large overview of what's going on, but still can identify areas that they want to focus on, right? Or identify that prey again that they want to be able to um attack for lack of a better term not so much that again they're trying to focus on attacking people but again because they have a bird's eye view or now that eagle eye view of what's going on because they're always asking why looking for the why behind the what they can be much more adept at figuring out where they want to focus that intense energy Okay, And then that third phase of Scorpio, represented by the phoenix, the bird that can just go up in flames and start all over from scratch, that is um, a Scorpio that is much more aware of not only um, their intensity, but they've also gotten to a space where they start to release their attachment with a lot of things that they may have originally uh, felt very possessive over or um, very potentially jealous about or had an unhealthy attachment to. The phoenix will burn down whole situations without the fear of having to start all over again. In fact, that is necessary for their survival. So um, the world of Scorpio can be uh, a very interesting one to say the least. And as a Scorpio, I can definitely speak to it. I I would consider myself a Phoenix uh, type of Scorpio because I have the ability to undergo a great deal of transformation, uh, whole (laughs) arenas, concepts, ideas that I once held very true can be gone in the blink of an eye, all up in smoke. And I can, you know, restart, regroup, show up as something very different with a very new view of what's going on. Um, So we do have the ability to see beyond the surface. But one of the things that we also must learn to do is move through our world without a great deal of judgment. So, you know, when we see things that we feel like are out of alignment or we see things that don't make sense or need to be questioned, sometimes we just need to sit back and observe, not necessarily judge it as something that's good or bad or something that needs to be fixed or something that we need to fix. So that is the very introspective 
energy and nature of Scorpio, right? So we consolidated all that uh, social energy from Libra, got into a space where we got really introspective and transformative, and now we are moving back out into the world, into the depths, and creating a lot of adventure and connection with the optimistic sign of Sagittarius. These are our seekers of truth and wisdom. This sign is ruled by Jupiter, and it is a fire sign. Oh, the Sagittarius, they have an unquenchable thirst for knowledge and exploration. They're those parts of us that will cast that net out of curiosity, just a super wide net to figure out what is going to come back. They are like um, the master alchemist right? Let's put things together and serve them back up to people in a unique way. So our Sagittarius is going to explore the combination of things others maybe would not have considered previously. Their goal is to teach, but they are also going to synthesize things. They're going to synchronize things. Again, they're going to combine things and then show the world what they've been able to put together. Okay. So that is the world, a little bit of the Sagittarius. So now we've got all that um, connecting energy with Sagittarius. And now we are getting ready to move out of that space and move into the process of initiating another new cycle with the cardinal sign of Capricorn. Practicality and discipline now come into place. This particular sign is symbolized by the goat and it is an earth sign. They're the masters of perseverance and ambition, right? So when you think about the goat, so adept at climbing mountains. And the question for the Capricorn often just needs to be, what mountain do you want to climb? They have a lot of different opportunities out there because they have very strong foundations. They build very strong foundations and need to balance that work with their own personal growth because they can have a tendency to be very imbalanced in this way. They also can seek solitude, and sometimes that's where they do their best work. They need that time to be alone, but sometimes as they're you know, going internal and trying to figure out all the different ways that they can create this amazing empire, too much solitude can keep them away from people or make them feel or seem like they are isolating themselves or that they're estranged from the group. Um, this is a challenge because many times their life's purpose involves impacting the lives of other people. Um, and it could be impact in a big way, like a Dr. Martin Luther King. So that solitude at times can be problematic if it becomes something that turns into isolation on a high level. So that is the world of Capricorn. Now we are going to come to a space where once again, we are consolidating all of that big energy and we are moving into a space of Aquarius. Okay, that, that, that introverted energy 
And, um, you know, Aquarius is such an interesting sign. There's a, a lot of introversion there, but it's like Aquarius is the unconventional humanitarian. This particular sign is ruled by Uranus, which is just an unusual planet to begin with. It's got some unusual energy, and we'll talk more about that um, in other episodes of the podcast. But Aquarians are visionaries and they're free spirits. They have a pretty unique perspective on life, and they really have a passion for making this world a better place. However, they have that desire to serve and be at the center of people But when they get into those spaces, they often feel like outcasts (laughs) or like they're on the wrong planet. So there's this level of duality that exists just within the Aquarius that makes them feel out of place. And that's one of the things that we'll also talk about, especially in the world of soul astrology, because as I uh, mentioned in a previous episode, in order for a soul to learn, that soul must know opposition, right? So when we talk about duality, we have to understand what that means. In order for us to really know something, we also must understand the absence of it or else it has no meaning. So with all of the signs, right, while they have some aspects of them that are very amazing, they will have another side of the coin, uh, excuse me, another side of the coin that tends to bring a level of opposition because in order to get to those places where they can operate in those amazing um, components or traits, They have to be challenged by things that make those things stronger. Okay, again, we all need a little bit of dirt to grow. So with our Aquarians, they can be amazing at knowing what everyone is thinking. But on the flip side, the unfortunate nature of that is that they can be overwhelmed and consumed with what everyone else is thinking or how they appear in the eyes of others. So that continues to be a lesson that they need to learn. Now, as we move out of this very broad space of Aquarius, we reach the final destination, which is Pisces, the compassionate, mutable, and mystical world of Pisces, represented by the fish. This is a water sign that is deeply in tune with the realms of emotions and spirituality. They have an incredible knack for empathizing with others because they are that last sign, which means that they have kind of been through everything that the other signs have been through, right? And they can see themselves uh, in other people's shoes a lot easier than a lot of the other signs can. They've been known as the mystics, right? The Pisces have been known as the mystics of the Zodiac. And they're the ones that can see the big picture when the rest of us are all, you know, looking at the trees or maybe we're just seeing the forest. Pisces has a helicopter type of view. They can see a lot more than we can. So not only can they be very empathetic, but they can also be quite empathic, which is a little different. They can feel the emotion sometimes of other people so deeply to a point where they're not even clear whether it's their own emotions that they're experiencing or somebody else's. So, you know, they're very deep 
sign. So we move from that deep introversion and then start the process all over again by moving into the dynamic world of Aries and uh, again, starting with that cardinal world. So it's pretty cool stuff how that cycle actually moves around. I am just amazed at the things that our ancient comedic ancestors were able to learn based on the science of astronomy, sprinkled just with a little bit of mysticism. But believe me, we are just scratching the surface. Now, understanding some more components about the sun signs may not have blown your mind. That's what readings are for. <laughs> but my goal was not to blow your mind. It was really just to give you a taste of one of the many aspects that we look at when it comes to understanding your soul's desire. Your sun sign is just a very small part of who you are. In fact, next week, we're going to get into the moon sign and the role it plays in emotional healing and inner transformation. So if you'd like to learn more about readings or to schedule a reading, head over to Scorpiology.com. That's S-C-O-R-P-I-O-L-O-G-I-E.com. Or you can follow me on IG at Scorpiology and message me there. If you're enjoying what you are hearing so far, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and I will enter you into a drawing for a Chironic healing reading so you can learn all about the lessons you are supposed to learn and the challenges you could endure this lifetime and what to do about it. So thank you for listening. I'm Akili Worthy and I'll see you next week. Ashe. Thank you for joining us. We hope these insights and tools have ignited a flame within you, inspiring personal growth, healing, and transformation. Keep exploring, evolving, and harnessing the comedic tools available to you. And remember, you are a limitless being as soon as you decide to be. Goodbye for now. <laughs>